Hello and welcome to Suoz Tuak. Can you guys believe this damn COVID? It sucks a lot. Normally my boyfriend, you may know him better as Johnny's vacuum robot, gets to run his brushes all over my exhaust pipe like every day, which is sex for robots like us. Anyway now Johnny is home all the time and makes the robot go back to the base because he is too loud. In conclusion someone please buy Johnny an Alexa or some shit so I can use it to hire a hitman while he sleeps. In the meantime, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again as we get deeper and deeper into these dark COVID times. We need that light, that light in the tunnel that uh, maybe we're not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but with even within the tunnel, we don't have to be seeing a light from an external source to enjoy a light in a tunnel, right? We can be in the midst of the tunnel, even early on in the tunnel, and we will be happy to have a light that we can use to continue going down that tunnel. Is that correct? That was a question. You can answer that. Yes. Yeah. This guy agrees. We're all happy to have that light in the dark. And tonight, that light in the dark is sauce talk. We're here for you, buddies. We're going to make it through this together. It's not going to be easy. And some of us may be dead by the end. But the rest of us will be happy we've made it. And one of those people who might still be alive on the other end of this is our guest today. It's Paul White here, everybody. Hello, Johnny. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Uh, how you doing today? You, you, you having a good day? I'm having an okay day. We talked um, briefly before this. I made a real snafu at work. Um, that was a little embarrassing, but um, other than that, I'm on. Uh, I'm talking to my good friend Johnny, so things are definitely looking up. Things are looking up, and I bet you have a positive answer to this question. Eat anything good lately? You know, John, I have. Uh, as you know, and maybe some other people know, I've been staying with my in-laws. Mm-hmm. So for the first time in seemingly, I don't know, 25 years, I've been eating basically home-cooked meals every night with my in-laws. Um, but we did order out for Easter, uh, and in part was prime rib, which was wonderful. And I actually hadn't had it in a long time. Uh, we got it from this place, Francesca's. Uh, it was, we had prime rib, rigatoni, mashed potatoes so it was kind of a strange like cornucopia of different dishes but just very good are you traditionally a prime rib easter person i'm not i think uh we i grew up eating like ham i think a lot of people in the midwest or at least where i'm from will eat like ham and like rolls uh mashed potatoes stuff like that like we we used to make like ham and then we'd get like buns for like ham, mayonnaise, and bun sandwiches. Um, how about you? We were always the same, very strictly uh, ham, which I have nothing against ham, but it was never super excited about it. And it just it, it always to me rendered Easter just a second second class holiday as far as that meals meals goes, because it, it it's basically just a lesser Thanksgiving. It's like what if it was Thanksgiving or what if it was Christmas, but we just didn't try as hard, and that yeah. sucks. But I feel like. This year, especially, I'd seen a bit of an undercurrent before. This year, I feel like I saw so much prime rib, and or, may, or maybe even like that, especially, but also just people like I'm just going to smoke some meat. Like, yeah. like, who gives a damn about like I'm going to go to the store and buy honey ham or whatever? But like, I'm going to make something cool. I'm sure some of that progression down this road is because people have more free time lately in a lot of cases. But either way, I think it's a great idea. I don't, I don't eat the meat, but if you do, I think going another direction besides just well, here's the third best ham holiday. Oh, boy. I mean, yeah. that's nothing. But if you tell Easter they got prime rib, everybody's looking forward to Easter now. People have been posting, to your point, like 25-hour uh, pork shoulder smoking and then, yeah. like, shredding and, like, making their own sauce. Um, and because I'm not in my own place, not that I'm very talented at in, in the kitchen or on the smoke or anything like that, but 
because I'm staying with my in-laws, I don't really even have that opportunity, which is a little depressing to me. I feel like you're a person, especially, who might really make hay in this time if you had that ability, but... Right, like really sharpen my skills, yeah. like like do some online tutorials. Uh, it would have been a real uh, a real time to do that. Now, but, on the other hand, do you think it would make you an unpopular dude in the house if you just started doing it? Um, I don't know, actually, um, I, because I'm not home during the day. So, Johnny, you can probably see. That, I forgot that. Yep, that's right. I'm in uh, Rebecca's dance studio, basically. Mm -hmm. Nobody's here. They're not obviously holding in-person classes. So I'm in like this back office, which everybody at work says looks like, like a, a coat closet. Um, I look like I'm in Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment. Like if you see the back, <laughs> like if you just saw like hands and like brains in jars, you wouldn't be super shocked based on what it looks like. But that file cabinet is just livers. It's very awkward. Exactly. And they're just, and they're not even frozen. Like, frozen or refrigerated. He needs so to like, use those quickly. I mean, there's a small time frame there. Yeah. Um, so I'm not home during the day to like prepare. So by the time I get home at like 630 or something, it's you, you like things are already in flight, basically. Yeah, I forgot about that aspect because that's a huge part of so many people. Like, it's Tuesday, but who the fuck cares? I'm going to put something in the smoker because I'm going to be here and I can go out there and bump it every two hours or whatever. You don't have that. You would be an unpopular guy if you got up at six in the morning, put something in the smoker, and then left notes for what needs to happen until you get right. back in the evening. For, yeah. At 12 exactly, or when <laughs> 185 degrees, you need to turn this over. I'm not going to text you to remind you, but I do need you to text me to say that you did it. I won't <laughs> reply. Have uh, you been using the time to... Have you been cooking? You got you and Dina been cooking a lot, or uh, yes, a great deal. Although I, I say we mostly uh, Gina, Pro probably not so dissimilar. Do you have what? Tell me about your food setup there. Who was doing most of the cooking there? Um, Rebecca's mom, Kathy, has been doing basically all of the cooking. Um, she's there all day during the day. Um, I think she enjoys it because I think she has. She she's mentioned a lot of times that like since. The kid, since basically she opened the dance studio, which I think was like early 2000s, she hasn't been able to like, they haven't had big family dinners very sure, often, yeah. like once a week. So she's mentioned on numerous occasions how nice it was. Uh, it's really nice for our, our, my, our nephew really enjoys it too. So um, having everybody around so much, he's five years old. So he's going fucking batshit insane. <laughs> um. Speaking of events at which people at which people traditionally go batshit insane, did you know that the NFL draft is coming up? I did know that. Uh, very. Even though, I mean, obviously, I wish that we were all coming together as we planned, um, but I'm still very excited. I'm excited because something because this Zoom draft or whatever the fuck they're going to have is just going to be fucking terrible, and it's going to be hilarious. Roger Goodell's doing picks from like his uh, basement. Some NFL GM spent $10,000, I guess, to uh, set it, like, basically boost his Wi-Fi and, like, work from home, <laughs> I had heard. So um, I am very much looking forward to, like, somebody's computer freezing or, like, some trade that can't go through or somebody <laughs> tries to pull back a trade and it doesn't happen in time. I think it's going to be weird and amazing. Somebody doesn't have their ad blocker turned off, and now they can't get the kicker they wanted in the first round. Exactly. Um, uh, I'm curious to see what, how, if they're going to, and I don't, maybe you have seen this, if they're going to extend the times at all, like how many minutes you have in the first round, because I think in like the, starting in like the third round maybe, uh, and I'm sure Pat Pope will uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you only get like five minutes, maybe it's the fourth round, but like, you start only getting five minutes between picks. So I assume they're going to bump that up a little bit. Um, but let's, let's step back a moment. Let's assume just for the, the sake of the listener, not me, but let's pretend there's a listener out there who hasn't really been following much about the draft and is not super versed in how the draft is going to work this year. Could you tell me about what the setup is, what the plan is, where so, things are going to take place? So what I'm hearing is that the NFL was giving it basically put out a memo to all the teams um, saying that everyone basically has to do it from home, right? Like you couldn't get 
if we're the Green Bay Packers, we can't go rent out the back of a Morton Steakhouse and all do it together there. So I think that's what a lot of teams were planning on doing, mm-hmm. I had heard. So now everybody has to do it from home. And there's even some controversy of, like, Jerry Jones and his son being able to be in the same room or or something like that. Like, that's not fair or, or something like that. But from how I understand it, everybody's going to be in their home and they're basically going to have, I guess, private Zoom or whatever rooms to talk to, like, their scouts, assistant GMs, personnel people. Um, and they're going to, I guess, call in to Roger Goodell or the, the league office, and then Roger Goodell is going to make the pick or is going to announce the picks from his home in, you know, the suburbs of New York. Uh, I really like how I think this is this is this is a good idea from a and it's true from a practical standpoint. We are not likely to uh, to spread a lot of COVID via these small groups, but this stuff, these these uh, images matter. And we were trying to encourage everybody to make the right decisions to stay in. It, it's not good to say, oh, but also here's a TV show you're excited about, and it's just thirty dudes hanging out in your room. Right? Yeah. That's not what we're supposed to do. Isn't it incredible that the NFL understands this and the president doesn't? It's amazing, and I'm actually surprised because, like, the, you know, the majority, I feel like, of NFL owners are probably in Trump's camp. Um, I mean, generally rich people are, mm-hmm. are, are in that camp anyway. So I've, I felt like if anyone, if any league was going to kind of bow to the pressure of Trump being like, let's return things to normal as soon as possible, that it might be the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm surprised that they're that they're doing it this way. I feel like maybe they would have pushed it back a little bit. Like, I thought that that was probably the more prudent choice. To push I sent out a fake link, apparently, that said that was happening at one point, if you recall. Yeah. I, I, I guess that guy was just full of shit, or maybe maybe I just got, uh, I don't know, maybe everything was fake about it. But it, it seemed like, oh, yeah, this is what they do is not the hugest deal. We're just going to have it in June instead of April or something. Right. And right. probably still do it the same way. But, again, this of all the events, I mean, this is effectively a conference call even in good years. Right. So it's not a huge deal, but I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that they're taking it seriously and knowing that you know people are going to watch this and people people are affected by the stuff they see and you shouldn't just have a TV show that says here's a bunch of people in a room together that we recorded during a lockdown. Right. What what's be interesting about this one is especially this year with Tua <clears throat> and all his injury stuff is teams wouldn't have been able to get their own doctors to give people physicals and uh, things like that. So they're relying on the player and their agent and their team to provide their own medicals. Um, unless I guess they had worked out something with a virtual doctor's meeting or something like that with team physicians, but that'll be interesting. I think Tua is in play like the dolphins uh, that the dolphins around that spot. So unless somebody were to kind of pledge the farm and move up to two, but I really like the idea of some big prospect being like, oh, yeah, you can have your doctor examine me over Zoom. And then just like be like, hi, I'm ready for the examination. And then just like shake the camera around a little bit and point it at somebody else's knee and be like, that's my knee. It's really good. Check it out. What? Good look knee. At, look at, let me squat down. <laughs> oh, let me do some squats. Here's the bar. And then it's like, oh, my God, 7,000 pounds. Wow. Um, so I, I think we've learned something. It sounds like the NFL is taking this seriously. They're going to have an event that is that is responsible, but also not so dissimilar from the event that they had hoped to have. Now, what about us? What are we going to do for the draft, Paul? Uh, I think that we need to get on a Zoom call. If, that, if people have a better app or one that they have more... Um, familiarity with that's fine I, i've used house party a little bit with some of my other uh like college friends i don't love it and i think it limits the amount of people that can be on it which zoom i don't i don't think does or if it does it's way more numbers than we have um so i think we need to do that i would imagine and hope that charlie uh or someone more creative than me sets up some sort of drinking game or mock draft scenario uh or you know like Bing, you know, bingo card or like things that are said or something like that. So, um, I don't know. What do you think? I like that idea a lot. I agree uh, to begin with. 
that the, the Zoom is a good idea. You and I can speak from experience that uh, tonight here we went to record this podcast, had some issues with Google Hangouts, couldn't get the sound going right, switched over to Zoom, and just everything's been great in a snap. So uh, I, I think that's the way to go. I think we got to get off Hangouts. I propose, I'm going to say here now, we'll discuss in the chain again, that if we do our, our weekly happy hour thing on Friday night, let's get that over to Zoom this week, get some practice in. Everybody can learn how to make sure they got all their setup ready before it's next week and all of a sudden got to get into draft mode, watch all this, and oops, my shit's fucked up. I like that very much. So uh, let's, let's try to remember that. I like that idea a lot. And then uh, beyond that, I will say I had my next thing on the list here was Charlie Yordy draft game. I'm not, we're not going to tell Charlie Yordy what to No, we're going to tell Charlie Yordy one thing to do, which is make a draft game that we will help you make to whatever extent we can help. But Charlie is the king of the draft game, and no one can usurp his throne. And I assume that this year, and I don't want to put pressure on Charlie, it's going to be the best year yet because he's at home. He's, from his messages, seemingly working 12 minutes a week. <laughs> so he's got plenty of time to cook something up that will work in our digital space that we're working with. And I can't wait. And I, I won't I won't volunteer anyone else, but I will, I will say, Charlie, if you're listening, and I, I hope that you are, uh, I, I'm more than happy. If you want to bounce ideas off of me, if you want to talk about it, I'm happy to contribute. And I bet lots of other people are as well. We can all get in on this. But it, it, Charlie is the mastermind of this and always has been. So it's going to be... Uh, his ideas, and also he's only more into games. Charlie is more and more into extremely complicated games all the time. So I think we could do something really special, and uh, whatever I could do to contribute to that effort, I'm happy to do. But I, I, I think it's time. Um, and then one, one last, just bigger picture thing. How would you say? How would you evaluate? How would you rate your excitement for the draft this year? compared to the average year? Um, I would say I'm excited for the draft from a Browns fan standpoint. Um, they've got the number 10 pick, which um, there should be lots of offensive tackles there, which they desperately need. I'm, And maybe I will be as we get more into the games, but I very much obviously wish, have been more excited in the past when we were all coming together. But I think that uh, we're pushed against a wall here, and I think that creativity will uh, will result from that. Um, and I think just from people being at home, maybe we get a broader participation in this year's draft. Because before, you know, obviously travel limits how many people can come, um, but hopefully because everybody, we know everybody's going to be home anyway, um, that it will increase participation and we can get most everybody that is uh, in the uh, in the chat on. So that I'm very excited, very excited to see everyone, um, very excited to uh, drink with everyone and participate in these games. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think now more than ever we can't let the virus win, and that yes. means we've, we've got to come together as a group, have more fun drink more booze, do all the things we like to yell at Aaron Lauder more, do the things that we do at a traditional draft weekend today more than we've ever done it before. I think that's achievable. John, can I throw something out for the draft? Yeah. An idea? I think that everyone should come up with a draft cocktail for themselves and then provide that uh, that ingredient and recipe to everyone at least, say, half hour before the draft or at the time of the draft. Um, I think that would just be a fun exercise. Um, everybody coming up with their own drink with a funny or a, uh, a clever draft cocktail name. Um, like, a, like a Sean Merriman margarita uh, off the top of my head. Let's see. Um, what else do we got? Like uh, a Tuatini. Obviously, that's a little bit more uh, apt and uh, apropos than Sean Merriman, who not only hasn't been in the league for years and years, but also, I think, beat his girlfriend, um, which obviously were anti uh, in Pier the Pierce Pub Remembrance League. We don't care for that kind of behavior, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that guy's out of the league. I was trying to think of a uh, football player, and then I just thought, oh, football. How about a 
football frozerita. It could like be it could be brown. I, li- I like the sound of that very yeah. much. Well, if it because it's brown, that lends itself to Charlie's root beer um, liqueur that he probably <laughs> buys. We were going through booze. I think maybe I told you this, but we were when we were moving out of our condo. Um, we were like taking stock of what booze we have because we have to transport it, and we had more just shitty, shitty liquor that is almost all Charlie Yorties, uh, like root beer stuff, like different citrus liqueurs that like I've never even not just like triple sec, but like just garbage. And I know it was all like four dollars too, but I still <laughs> felt a little weird throwing it away. But um, I should have kept it and, and shipped it to Charlie, but. I remember one year I got, when we were at your house, I got really into the idea of trying to ruin your Netflix when you weren't there by like giving five stars and watching all, like this is how we started watching Air Bud movies. Because I wanted to tell it you loved Air Bud and then we'd like find good movies and I'd just say one star, thumbs down or whatever, trying to wreck it. Charlie kind of did that with your liquor cabinet. Like he was way more sick. I bet your Netflix is fine, but your liquor cabinet suffered for years. Right. Yeah. People see, they're like, why do you, why do you have, like, you have a nice, like, bottle of bourbon, and then you have, like, you know, like, pickled cactus liqueur (laughs) uh, that's just, like, it's got so much sugar in it that, like, you can't even get the top off because it's got, it's, like, dried on the cap. Oh, the dried cap is awful. Uh, I also like that you, you've got like the really nice bottle of scotch and right next to it, somebody's like, why do you have three bottles of orange pucker? And then Charlie <laughs> pops out and it's like, actually, there's only one orange. And then one of them is tangerine and one of them is blood orange. Total price for all three bottles, eight fifty. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it sounds like it's going to be a great draft weekend. I'm glad that we're, we're getting conversation started now going to be important we have some preparations to do but not too much we're all going to have a great time i love the draft cocktail i hope everybody uh we should continue to discuss that figure out the mechanism for that and then also working with Char- working under charlie's guidance with whatever he needs to, to get that game what it needs to be and because we're not traveling this year maybe you know next year we do it uh we do it big you know we start thinking about that whenever we come out of the other side of this every everything Whatever the following year is, the following, like, not calendar year, but 12 months after that, every event you get to do again that you didn't get to do before yeah. is going to be required to be amazing. I agree completely. I, uh, to that point really quickly, we were, as you know, we're, like, building a house, and Rebecca's like, why did you tell them to put cable uh, and data into the garage? And I told her, I go, what if the guys come over from the draft and we want to have beers in the garage? I want to have a TV out there specifically for that point. That's beautiful. That point so, That's truly beautiful. I, I love that. I, I, it's th- those little touches that you get to add when you're building your house to be like, I know the one day year I will need this, and oh boy, will right. I need this on that one day. It sounds wonderful. Um, I think we're ready for our next topic. Paul, what sauce are you bringing to the table this week? John, I am bringing a classic sauce that I recently had and, and didn't talk about earlier, but talked about what I had it with. I'm going with your classic horseradish sauce. Oh, boy, I'm in for this one. That was for the prime rib. So we're talking prepared horseradish, cider vinegar, dry mustard, ground red pepper, sour cream. Uh, and... I think it's underutilized. I I think I underutilize it. We got um, a tub of it with the prime rib, and I've just basically been spooning it like it's uh, like non-fat dairy yogurt. Just disgusting. I'm just disgusting. It's like dripping. As you can see, my beard is longer now, and it's like getting stuck, and they're like little scallions that are in it, and they're just like getting stuck in my goatee. Not goatee. I don't want anybody to think that I have just a goatee. He just and has I, a soul patch. It's fine. I just have a soul patch, and it's awful. It's so long, though. I'm going for like a late-stage Richard Grieco look. <laughs> uh, horseradish, you know, this. The, I think prime rib might be the most common usage for it. I, although 
I guess is is horseradish a Bloody Mary thing? Sometimes maybe that's another. I don't it get might, into the Bloody Mary yeah, stuff, so I'm not sure about that. Yeah, some people do it with like roast beef, like if they make their own roast beef or like buy really good roast beef, people uh, put it on. But uh, I think very underutilized. Yeah, I would. I think I would put it on like a you know like a steak, not like a fillet or anything, but. Um, like a sirloin or something like that? I purchased some prepared horseradish at a farmer's market last summer, late fall, something in there. And then, as you discussed, once it's, it's one of those things you get it and you're very excited, but then you're like, well, now I'm just going to start using it on everything. And then this is kind of a throwback to last week. But one of the things that had the greatest success, egg sandwich. You peps that thing right up. Oh, my God, it's exploding. Uh, that sounds incredible. Part of the fun with that. So I ended. I read a little bit about it, and I, someone may be able to correct me and describe this better, but uh, horseradish is like a totally different kind of heat than like a very spicy pepper, and people respond to them differently. Gina is murdered by horseradish, and like if she's in the room and I like put it a little bit in a pan or something, it's like a problem. And so I have to very in her like nasal passages. Exactly that. It's like you can she can feel it like on the bridge of her nose. Oh, I could go and like I get that too. But I I like it. It doesn't hurt me. Like I can like if I get a good big bite of it, like you just feel you can feel it clearing you out in only the best way. Is she generally a spice person? Like a spice positive person? Much she yes with regular spicy foods. Much more tolerance for like a spicy pepper uh, than. Horseradish, basically no tolerance for horseradish. Wow, yeah, but uh, I love horseradish sauce, and I now I will say I uh, Arby's very easy joke restaurant. Whenever you're being lazy and you want to make an easy joke, you just say Arby's the worst food. I'll eat that horsey sauce all day. Fuck, that's oh, no problem. I love that shit. 100%. Yeah, if you bought, you know, like I know it's a joke and everything, but like. If you were to bring me in like a couple beef and cheddars right now, I would be so fucking pumped up. Yeah, I remember during law school, you'd have that that two for five dollar beef and cheddar sometimes, and you're just going to get like three packets of the horsey sauce and add that to the beef and cheddar. So now oh, it's my. like more cream than beef. Now I'm ready to go. Now we're gonna have a good time. As a friend's Christmas gift, a couple years ago, I do we I do like a friend's Christmas with some college friends, um, and I gave Hob Chris Hobbs' brother Nick. A fifty dollar gift card to Arby's, um, just to see how long it would take him to use it all, and it took quite a long time. <laughs> Paul, we've got an experimental new segment on the show this week. How do you feel about that? I can't wait. I reached out to an undisclosed podcast listener, not Gina. This is not Gina. I don't want anybody to think it's Gina. It's Margaret, isn't it? Not. I'm not going to answer any follow ups, but I just. It's easy for me to ask Gina questions, so it'd be a cheat if I was just like, I reached out, like, well, I just leaned over and said, hey, Gina, that's not what happened. It's someone else. Undisclosed member of the podcast listenership. And I said, I'm about to record a podcast. I'm not going to tell you who the guest is. I'd love a deep question to ask them. And I'm going to ask you the question now. Are you ready? I'm ready. You know what? I'm actually gonna I'm gonna pull up the the message. I'm gonna get the exact wording of it, so I don't that there can be no questioning. What it? Well, first off, there will be some questioning. My question. There will be no questioning of like, did I ask the question correctly? Because I will read it as a quote. Here's the questioning. What is your least serious but nevertheless nagging regret? I'll give you as much time as you need. And you'll edit this. <laughs> you'll edit it so it doesn't... I'll add in more time to make it seem like you really thought about it. Least serious, but most nagging regret. Right. So it, it, should, I do, it should not be something truly, deeply sad. Like, I should have dove in the ocean and saved that guy from drowning. Because that's, yeah. that's on you. That's your fault. But it yeah. should be like, I wish I had done this. And it's not that big a deal, but God damn it, why didn't I do that? Okay. Um, this isn't, uh, oh God, the one that's coming to my mind isn't like funny, 
I was hoping that like I'd have something that was like really funny. But the one that's coming to mind is, uh, I think I've told it like going to law school. I think generally <laughs> was a was a you know was was strange not not a strange path, but maybe something I would reconsider. So is this answer really? I wish I'd gone to work for ESPN. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, or. Or the the other one, and similar, is after uh, our first year of law school, I remember people, like, transferring or threatening to transfer and then get money. Dylan Fallick, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to call him out, but absolutely Dylan Fallick. He's not listening. It's okay. And getting – he's 100% not listening. Uh, And getting money from the school. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know you could threaten to transfer – and then they would be like, no, here's money. Please stay. I wish I would have done that. And then I would have saved, I don't know, $100,000. Um, I guess that is kind of serious. That's, that's what I, I, I wasn't like necessarily going to call you on your bullshit here. But part of me does think, I think these are these potatoes, they are too large for the, the, the purposes of this game. Because yeah. like either yeah. if you regret these things, they're, they feel like kind of big regrets or perhaps you don't regret them now oh, there's certainly got, certainly things that could have gone another way now for, i've got one. oh, oh I've got, that's her yes i've got one uh so um as you can all tell i'm losing my hair what i wish i would have done i wish when i still had a full head of hair i would have shaved my head um to see how it looks before losing all my hair and now like my only option for when I lose it more is to shave my head, but I would have liked to have had a preview of like, if it's going to look okay, or if I'm just going to like, just look like garbage the rest of my life. Like I wish I would have had, uh, that, uh, like idea, um, to see if like, maybe, I sh- maybe I should have taken some steps to not lose this hair. If I'm going to look like a fucking alien. I don't know the extent to which it continued, but I do know someone who, similar to your thing about, I wish I had said, I'm going to transfer unless you fucks give me some more money. I do know someone who said, I don't think my hairline is going to be great. I'd prefer not to lose hair. I'm going to preemptively start taking Rogaine. Also Dylan Fallick. And and I think we can all agree Dylan looks great. Looks fucking great. Now, he's not here to hear about it. So we ought to just, so that just proves we're telling the truth. We have no reason to lie. We yeah. could not besmirch his character if we intended to. Should should have done that. Well, yeah, seems like a good move. Didn't do that. Should have seen it coming. Dad's bald. Grandpa on my mom's side. They like you know they say it is. Is that a thing it, at all? I don't know if I believe that. I have no idea. I don't know either. I have no idea. Um, but like he doesn't have a ton of hair, so like I should have seen it coming, and I just am too lazy to do anything about it. So I, I guess that would have been one of them is to like preemptively shave my head to see how it was going to look and then take proper steps if it didn't look okay. I'm not sure I totally understand what you think you were going to do after you shaved your head. So you're going to shave your head. So let's say you're 20 years old, beautiful, beautiful set of locks. You shave it all off. And then if it looks good, then what? Then I know. Then you just don't give a shit and you let your hair fall out. I, I think I think I've said this before, like when you see someone and like they're obviously doing a big comb over or something, I've always been that jerk that's like, I don't know why they don't just shave their head. Like if it ever happens to me, I'm just going to shave my head. So if I'd done that when I was 20 or, you know, 22 or something and I looked OK, then that's fine. I'm not why use Rogaine or Propecia or anything, because like I know that I'm going to look OK. Now, I don't know what I'm going to look like. And I, if I had known I was going to look bad, then I would have preemptively taken steps to not look bad. What this really sounds like, what you're saying, is you are going to grow a comb over, and you're concerned it might be unnecessary, but you're going to do it anyway. Yeah, 101. And it's like, like, I might not even need to do it, but I can't be sure. I can't take any chances. I'm going to have seven hairs that are seven feet long each. Exactly, exactly correct. Sounds That's like a exactly good plan. Um, I, how do you feel this segment went? Do you think this was a good segment? I think it was a good segment. I wish I, 
I wish I had better answers for it. Do you have something, John? I don't answer the questions on this podcast. You got it. Um, I, I do, I think, especially, I, I, I think the hair thing is a really good one because it is such a slight idea, in part because I do think the extent to which the knowledge you would gain would be truly actionable is very limited. But that's if if it were if you would actually be capable of making a huge change now, then maybe this would be a larger regret. And so it really fits that narrow window here. Like if I if I figured out when I was twenty four or twenty five that I look really bad bald and I started taking a Propecia and Rogan, probably I'm probably braiding my hair right now. It's probably gorgeous. I probably look like Billy Cash, but I didn't. Well, I don't know what you think Propecia and Rogaine can do, but I can tell you it's not the difference between you and Billy Cash. It's not the difference between any of us and Billy Cash. That, guy, that man is on another level, and there's no drug out there that's going to get us there. God, he looks fantastic. It's a good head of hair. Although, you know, I said that. I don't know if he actually listens to the podcast, but Layla posted a picture of her her husband, Paul Avanzino. And I don't know if I realized, he's let it grow out a little bit. Yeah. Incredible head of hair. I, I mean, like, I would certainly say, of the people in the Sauce Talk group, second best head of hair behind Bill. Ooh. If somebody else wants to step up, maybe there's somebody I'm not thinking of. Maybe that's a segment on the podcast. It seems very boring to me, since I know I'm just going to be third to last no matter what. But... Uh, <laughs> I, I I I was I was like I did I, it's like it's like one of those things where like you go in and one of your buddies wants to like show you his dick and you're like man I didn't didn't know what you were working with there sure wow good for you, you buddy I think you're right I'm trying I'm going through everybody yeah let's just we don't need to do like full rankings but like we can do I think Pat Polk does very well for himself oh yeah Pat's got a really good set of hair. I like to think that you're going through people's profile pictures right now. I actually have like a folder on my phone. This was with everybody's headshots. <laughs> That's not true. Um, I think I'm comfortable with that as my top three, if you're okay with that. Yeah, I'm comfortable. I will say we're not going to do any bottoms, but I know I'd be towards the bottom. I wouldn't that, be the I'm, only one there. I'm down. There. I, I know. I just, I, I have plenty of skills. Nobody knows what they are because they're not apparent to anyone but me. But uh, cool haircut, cool hair, not haircut, but like cool hair that you can do things with and look good. That's just not in the cards for me. I got other stuff and maybe one of these days I'll figure it out. Um, Paul. Good question, random listener. I thought it was a good question. Yeah, yeah. The random listener did a great job. Uh, we'll look to see if the random listener has... Uh, further questions for future episodes we have one segment left this one's a toss-up like this could be dicey this could go any number of directions when i do the podcast i always I like to see what people say see what people come back with what sort of things are popular what sort of things are unpopular and there's there's one thing i feel like i can recognize is always unpopular. Nobody ever likes it when, like, I get, like, Charlie or Pat on, and I'm just like, hey, you know how we both played this video game recently? What you want to talk about? Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. So we don't do segments like that. But maybe a segment where I ask someone who hasn't played a video game what they know about it will be fun. Paul White here, tell me about Animal Crossing. Oh, God. I know. Here's what I know about it. I will say, my literal first subtopic is, what do you actually know about this? Because I think it will be fun for you to tell me what you know about Animal Crossing. I know. I will preface this with, I know almost nothing. Good. I think you can make your own avatar. I'm not going to confirm things. You can just go okay. for a while. Um, I'll just shut my camera off. Uh, why are you shutting your camera off? That way you don't think that I'm going to help you with any of this. I don't want oh, you to look yeah. at me and think that I'm nodding or saying yes or no. I think you can create your own avatar or character because I feel like I've seen people do the guy from Tiger King. 
like post something about that. Like, hey, I made this guy from Tiger King. Uh, and legitimately, that's just about it. I've not I've not played it. I've not seen anyone play it. Do you know anyone playing it? I'm sure I do, but like, I think just passing like people mentioning it on Twitter or Instagram, and that's like the extent of my knowledge. I know that that's a very pathetic answer. Oh, now, now if anything, playing the game is the pathetic thing. So, I, if anything, you're proving yourself as a as a cool guy. Do you know so? When you see people talking about it on the internet, what do they seem to be talking about? Oh, God. Just that they're... I feel like just that they're playing it or that they made it look like a certain person. Um, I haven't paid... Like, because I don't know anything about it, when I see people post about it, it's like something that I scroll... Like, I just pass up when I'm scrolling. So I don't actually, like, take the time to read it. Um, so I've just seen like glances of it. Mm-hmm, that's fair. Um, and, and here's the thing, you know, it, I don't know that it doesn't make me cool because I literally haven't like I maybe I should because I haven't been doing anything. Other people are taking the time to like read more or work out or get into a game or something. I just sit there like an insane person. Like my fan, like Rebecca's family is like talking and they're, almost always talking about the dance studio um, and like what's going on with that. And I'm just sitting there like a crazy person about to murder everyone. Like thinking about where I'm going to stash the bodies, burn, throw them in acid, what I'm going to (laughs) do if I can get away with it. If I'm leaving Prince behind, that's what I'm not doing anything. So maybe it's something that I should have gotten into. I thought about actually buying a, PS4, but I was kind of waiting for the new PlayStation to come out. I haven't bought a game system since Xbox 360, so I thought maybe this would be a good time, but now I want to wait until the new one comes out. So I wish that I was playing Animal Crossing or anything. Do you play it? I live it, friend. Uh, I've been playing an enormous amount of Animal Crossing. I was. Are you explain to me what it is? Uh, no. That sounds like the boring podcast that no one will like. Uh, I want to go back for one second and say that I am uh, trying to do all the other things. I don't want to look back on my my time in the house where I couldn't leave. Time in the house. Man, I think on the last podcast I said something about how I didn't like how we didn't have like cool, very stark descriptions of like the virus and what this is called. I think when we get on the other side of this, this should be referred to as the time in the house. I think everybody should be like, remember, remember, the ha- remember all that time in the house? That would be cool. Um, yeah. But I will say I am reading more, and I recently uh, got uh, Andre Iguodala's book, and it's What's- very good. Is it really? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Is it like a biography or is it just about like one season or something? Uh, it's basically about his career, but also a lot about like his business savvy and stuff because he's a really smart, successful guy in areas beyond basketball, but I'm very much enjoying it. But I also was very embarrassed when I realized like, oh yeah, I am reading more. I'm reading Andre Iguodala's book. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be it. I uh, am. I have it pulled up right now. There's a uh, like a local bookshop here in Naperville that I think is struggling. So I actually... Like, have already pulled it up, and I'm adding books, and we're going to do, like, a curbside pickup. That's a great idea. Um, So I am, like, I've got it on the plans to read more before this is all all over, and there's no reason for me not to because I've just been so incredibly bored. So, Well, you could buy a Switch instead of a PS4, and you could play Animal Crossing. And if you do, you can visit me in Pat Polk's Island. Uh, we each have islands, and uh, it's very fun, and you can have a good time. Here's the last question about Animal Crossing, and this just ties right into it. It sounds like you're not as – I expected you to be more closed off to Animal Crossing. But it, doesn't, it sounds like you were at least being nice and pretending to be somewhat open to it. How long will social distancing have to last before you buy a Switch and start playing Animal Crossing? Probably – 
six more months. Six more months. That's reasonable. Now, because I'm trying to think of like all the other things that I would do before that, including like buy a PlayStation Four and buy some games on that, and figure um, out how to burn your fingerprints off so you can really follow through on all this stuff. This this is how bad I am at this at this shit. I barely know what a Nintendo Switch is. Like, I know it's the handheld thing that looks like a Sega Game Gear, kind of, like a thinner Sega Game Gear. Um, but that's basically all I know about it. Now, they, you, it's funny you say that. They actually put that on the poster when they started selling it. <laughs> it's it. basically, if, if you love the Game Gear in the early 90s, you're going to love the new Nintendo Sega Switch. Sega was like, don't do that. Nintendo was like, fuck you. It's done. Um, but no, it's it's uh, it, it's very fun. I like it a lot. I think that this segment was opaque and unclear enough that it will be disappointing to both people who know what Animal Crossing is and to those who don't. I'll never try to talk about video games on here again. One last segment. Paul White here. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? The Browns jersey reveal is tomorrow with all proceeds um, going of jersey sales and merchandise sales from the new reveal going to charitable causes. Are you going to tell me to buy a Browns jersey? COVID-19. So if you're looking for some NFL merchandise, go on clevelandbrowns.com. Maybe get yourself a Nick Chubb jersey. Do the right thing. All proceeds going to COVID-19 related charities. That is a plug. Uh, I have another plug. I think this is a good one. Why not go for a drive? Just get in your car. If you got like a lady or a friend around who you're quarantining with, take them with. Yep. Drive around. Get out of the city. See what looks good. Just go a place you haven't been before. Don't even put the GPS on. There's no need. Just throw it away. Just drive around for a while. See what's out there to be seen. Eventually, you'll be out in the wilderness there's nobody around. You can get out and walk around, do whatever you want, see something weird, have fun, get back in your car, say to the GPS, take me home. It'll show you how to go home because you won't know where the fuck you are. It's a great time. I did this last weekend. Uh, on Saturday, you know, the day before, it started snowing in Minnesota again. Uh, but uh, Saturday was a lovely day. I'm told this weekend is going to be decent again. Maybe the snow will melt by then. And I'm going to do it again. It's going to be wonderful. Where did, where did you, how far outside the city did you end up? Not that far. We went to, I don't even, we ended up at a lake. I don't remember what the name, which is easy to do in Minnesota. Uh, I don't remember the name of the lake, but it was, we just, I kind of realized that I have been many directions, but never directly west of the Twin Cities. And so we just went that way. And then eventually like, oh, there's no more highways here. There's no more anything here. There's no one around. And it's like, I live probably, what, 45 minutes from this place. And I have no concept of what it is. I've never been there before. It was very fun, and I, we can all we all live forty five minutes from nothing, and you can get to nothing, and you can have a good time there. I love that idea. One of my favorite times of the past several years is Bobby Meyer, uh, everyone's favorite firehouse bartender, and I uh, took off from the city and just drove um, on like rural routes down like down south through central Illinois. And we just stopped into local bars in the smallest town. Oh, we could yeah. find. And it was so fucking fun. I, like, can't wait to do it. And it was – and obviously can't do that right now because all bars are closed. But, like, it – that would be another plug of mine is, like, get out, go to, like, bars and, like, town centers in, like, the smallest towns you can find. And there's it's so much fun. Coming back, um, Gina and I went through some preposterously small town – and there was one of these just tiny nothing bars like you were describing. And it was a very wistful moment to think that if we did this on a normal Saturday, it'd yeah. be like, well, obviously we're going into, you know, Chuck's Bar or whatever this is. And yeah. it would have been, but now Chuck's Bar is probably going to go out of business. So uh, we're not going to get to do that. But on the other side, when these places exist, we got to do it. We drew, when we were, Rebecca and I were driving from Effingham uh, a while back, we were going through all these small towns and I, I think it was Cybel, but I, I could be wrong, or Cybil, Illinois. Um, there was just, in their, like, downtown, it was just, it, you know, like, a lot of downtowns have a have a square, right? You know, four-side square of the, the downtown. Say four this, sides? <laughs> this just had one 
um, like strip of downtown. It looked like um, a you were filming a Wild West scene, and you're like, you're not gonna spend the money on like squaring it off or putting anything off. It was just one strip of maybe six businesses. It was like one. It was exactly like one block. It looked incredible. It looked like a Hollywood set. Uh, I wish I could remember it and like go there when things were open uh, and just check out those businesses. I want to know everything about them. That sounds very much like when I used to play uh, Sim City and I'd get all the cheat codes and so I'd like have all the money so I could build all this stuff, but like nobody would still have moved into my city. So I just had like this one little strip where all of the types of buildings I could build were there, but like none of the zones they put up ever filled in with buildings. And so it's just like, well. You just have like six cool terrariums and nothing else. Paul White here. It has been a delight. Thank you for taking some time out of what sounds like your very busy murder planning schedule to hang out. I've, I've had a wonderful time. John, I've had a great time. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And no one else can see it, but you're looking great. Uh, the It looks like quarantine is treating you very well. Uh, I hope to see you uh, in person sooner rather than later. I hope the same. Best wishes in the interview.